listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Y'all don't know, Saturday night, I flew in here to Charlotte with the family, and now we're in Albemarle, North Carolina, at Boomerang Church with Pastor Brian and Nicole Wright and the team, and uh, we're here in the middle of Kickstart 2020, and when I got in on Saturday night, I... um, sent out a text message to everybody that's connected with us on text and uh, just said, I'm praying for you. I took Saturday evening to pray for people that are connected to our ministry. And one of the things I wanted to know was if you had any prayer requests, any specific prayer requests. And it was amazing to me. Like I'm talking within 50 minutes to an hour, we probably had 150 to 200 different prayer requests come back that quickly, showing me that people have things they're believing for. People are needing help from the Lord. And uh, Jennifer was one of those that uh, sent a message back, believing for her husband, and she said, it's all right for me to share it. I never want to do it without people's permission, but she said she wants to give God all the glory publicly. And um, good morning, Regina. Um, Patricia's in the house, Bonnie Benedict, Tyler Copeland, Lisa Nelson, Um, Natalie, Lynn, Shanda, listen to this testimony. Powerful, powerful way to start the broadcast today. I'm so happy about this. Danced in the parking lot, now I'm dancing in the studio. This is what I wrote her and she said, I do have a specific prayer request. Please pray for my husband's healing. Um, Doctors found a rare cancerous tumor on Monday and uh, and it will be removed. I want my husband completely healed and on fire for the Lord and that's my request. I have... And then she had a request for herself. And so I I wrote her back and told her that I'm standing with her. I began to pray for her husband and pray for his healing. We joined our faith together and check this out. I got this yesterday from Jennifer. She said, thank you for standing with me. We received exactly what we asked for. My husband was to have the tumors removed today. But when they went to do the cancerous, uh, when they went to do that, the cancerous tumors were gone. Hallelujah. The doctor was shocked. And she said it was the same cancer that Steve Jobs had. And she said, thank you, Jesus, and all glory to God. (laughs) Amen. So I thank you, Lord Jesus. Cancer gone. Tumors disappeared by the fire of the Holy Ghost. And so I want you guys to throw some hands up in the comments. You need to dance over that miracle. There's other people that are waiting for their miracles, their blessings. And, um, you know, you're just continually praying for yourself. Praise God for someone else's miracle. And watch what God will do for you. When we give him thanks and praise, it unlocks his blessings. So somebody help me give God praise and glory for Jennifer's husband's supernatural, miraculous healing. I love this. Uh, And we're talking about something serious here. I mean, you know, we're talking life and death. You, you, You don't mess around with that stuff. There's, you know, Dr. Oral Roberts, who was a mighty, mighty man of God and uh, has gone on to be with the Lord, was a healing evangelist for many years. Uh, throughout the Voice of Healing revival, set his tent up all over America. Tens of thousands of people you know, came to those events and he laid hands on well over a million people. This is how much Brother uh, Roberts loved people. He laid hands on so many people individually 
that he literally wore his rotator cuff right off of his shoulder. And doctors had to put a new rotator cuff on his arm. My father was with him in Dallas, Texas. And after he finished preaching, as he was older at that time as well, they went back into the trailer and uh, he was helping Brother Roberts with his suit jacket off and his dress shirt was covered in blood in the back. And he said, Brother Roberts, well, you're bleeding. He said, yeah, I know my stitches came undone. I just had surgery to put a new rotator cuff on my arm. He said, but I couldn't help it. I love God's people. And he, in that meeting, even with that surgery just done, prayed for all the people under Brother Shambach's tent in Dallas. And, um, and Brother, Brother Roberts said that the Lord showed him personally and spoke to him that cancer, all cancer is a demon spirit. Cancer is a spirit of infirmity. And, um, you know, it, it would blow your mind if I showed you some things that we've seen over the years. We just got a testimony back a couple of weeks ago, uh, someone that we were praying about and believing for, and uh, she had a tumor that she passed. But like when you look at that thing, the doctor showed her and we have pictures. She sent the picture to my phone. You see that cancerous tumor. It's got like an eye. It looks got a mouth. I mean, it's, it's insane. We had another one that my, my father kept the paper clippings on this. A hospital had a tumor removed and the tumor, I mean, these things are living things. The doctors were shocked and they put it into a medical journal. My father kept the clipping. The, cancer the cancerous tumor that was removed from that person had hair growing on it, uh, fingernails. I mean, it was it, just crazy. And the Lord showed Brother Roberts that cancer is a spirit, a demon spirit. And so you don't, we don't mess around with these things. We curse them by the power of God and we command them to shrivel and die and pass from people's bodies. And uh, that's exactly what the Lord did for Jennifer's husband, is that by the time they went to remove the tumors by surgery, the doctors were shocked to find that the tumors were already gone. Hallelujah. That's because the great physician had already been there before the actual physician, and every tumor is gone. So we thank God and give him praise. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing that. And I say that to stir your faith. Because many of you are, are believing for miracles, believing for signs and wonders in your life. And you need to hear that these things are happening now, today, on a regular basis. We're seeing testimony after testimony. You heard me share with you the other day when we were in Atlanta. And that precious woman came to the altar with a lump in her breast that had been there for a long time, she said. But after the power of God touched her at the altar, she went back and checked and the lump was completely gone from her body. Not smaller, gone by the power of God. And that's what Jesus does. He is a healer. Jesus is a healer. And we give him all the praise. We can't take any portion of his glory, of his honor, of his praise. No man can do the things Jesus does. No man can do what God does. Only by the power of the Holy Ghost can we operate in these things. And so on this broadcast right at the top, we give God all the honor all the praise, all the glory for what he's doing in the lives of people. And this should also show you, even if the enemy tried to shake your faith, prayer works. Prayer works. And let me tell you something. One of the things that Jesus taught in the Gospel of John is that we should ask so that we can receive, so that our joy may be full. One of the ways that God puts joy into your life is by answering your prayers. God wants to answer your prayers. He has a desire. People have, this, you know, people have this idea like they have to convince God to answer their prayers. He wants to. He wants, he loves you. 
and he wants to answer your prayers. I want you to hear something before we get into anything else today. Peter, the apostle, said in 1 Peter 3.12, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. You see that? The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. He's watching over you, and his ears are open to your prayers. So let me encourage you. Do not, do not allow the enemy to make you feel like you're not worthy to have your prayers answered or that for some reason God's keeping back your promise from you. No, God doesn't hold back goodness from his children. He blesses his children. So I give you that, um, I give you that testimony so that not only your faith can be built, but it'll give you boldness to step out and believe for what God's going to do in your life as well. Amen. But I'm telling you, this is going to be a great day. So if you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me, obviously, first, you probably may have figured this one out, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and then we're going to pop back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and then uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, this is a very, very important subject and topic for you to understand. You are no longer human. I'm not human anymore. You're not human anymore. And um, this is what I'm talking about. We'll start with the 17th verse that's very familiar to you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. So Paul teaches here clearly to the Corinthian church that once you get saved... You are not the original creation that you were when you were born. But now you are a new creation. And one of the things that happens when you become a new creation is it turns you into a new kind of being. A new kind of being. Not the kind that you were before, but a new kind of being. And uh, Paul said this um, in Galatians 2.20. I'll quote it to you. You guys can pop these into the comments. Good morning, Matt. Um, Galatians 2.20, the Bible says, uh, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. So Paul's saying right there, I died with Jesus. However, I'm still alive. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I want you to see this with me today. Paul understood that he was dead when Christ was dead and he was brought back to life when Christ was brought back to life. He's been resurrected with Christ. So one of the things that's very interesting, I was studying this verse and one of the translations I found of Galatians 2.20 um, is Paul saying that this new, you know, where it says the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the face of, the faith of the son of God. One translation I found says it this way, in my new existence, it is merely Jesus using my body. It is Jesus using my body. He understood his identification with Christ so clearly that he understood now Christ lives in me. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so, and even Paul taught this, he said the Holy Spirit himself fills your physical body. You live filled with the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so understand this, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is where we started, Luenda. But Galatians 2, 20, Paul had an understanding. I died with Christ. 
I was buried with Christ. I was raised with Christ. I ascended with Christ. I was seated with Christ and I will return with Christ. So understand you are in Christ. You're in him. If you're in him, you're a part of him. If you're in him, you're a part of him. Let me explain it to you this way. I talked about this a little bit last night in the service, but Ephesians, Paul wrote to the Ephesians and he said this, that God has made Christ to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So Christ is the head and you are the body. But notice this, the body's not separated from the head if it's alive. And when I introduce myself to anybody, I don't talk to, my, talk to them as though I'm two different people. Hi, nice to meet you. My head is uh, Ted and my body's Richard. No, I don't do that because I am one being. My head is Ted, my body's Ted. And in the same way, if the head is Christ, then the body is Christ. And so what Paul was saying is very true. This life that I now live is now it's Christ in me. It's Christ in me. I've just become a part of his body. And so when you get saved, you are a new creation. It would probably surprise some people to find out that God did not create everything during the original six days of creation. He saved one creation for thousands of years later when Jesus would come, shed his blood, and then be raised from the dead. He saved the new creation for last. And the new creation was his last creation to this point. Of course, we know he'll create a new heaven and a new earth at the end of time. But right now, we were not created in the first six days of creation. He waited thousands of years later. And the blood of Jesus makes us different. Different. We would be more accurately described as aliens than we would humans. That's scriptural. How do I know? Well, keep reading in 2 Corinthians 5. Listen to this. The Bible says in verse 20, Therefore, we are ambassadors... For Christ, God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So number one, Paul's teaching, we're ambassadors. Anybody that understands what an ambassador is, is somebody who leaves their home nation, moves to a foreign nation to represent the agenda of their home nation in a foreign land. That's what an ambassador does. Let me tell you how powerful this, this law is. Literally, if we give a nation the right to, ha to have ambassadors in our country and we allow them to build embassies in this nation, uh, you could go to New York City, for example, and you could go into the Chinese embassy. An interesting thing about the Chinese embassy is that when you walk into the Chinese embassy legally, you are no longer on American soil. You are legally on Chinese soil because of the laws that we and the agreements we've made with those nations. So that means if you committed a crime and you ran into that uh, embassy as a Chinese citizen, the police officers of America cannot come into the embassy and arrest you. Why? Because they have no jurisdiction inside the embassy because it's not America, it's China. The FBI cannot come in and arrest you. It's not America, it's China. And so something would have to happen with the Chinese government where they turned you back over 
to American law enforcement. But once you're inside that embassy, you're now in a different place. Why? Because there are laws that govern embassies and ambassadors. We understand the relationship. And because we've been sent to this earth, all the way back in the Old Testament, God told his people, Israel, everywhere you set your foot, you'll have dominion. Everywhere you set your foot, wherever it treads, you have dominion. Why is that the case? Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth belongs to God and everything in it belongs to God. So understand, once you become an ambassador of Christ, your citizenship changes. This is where we're going. Your citizenship changes. I am no longer a resident citizen of earth. I am a foreigner now in this land, but I'm a citizen of heaven. Heaven is my true home. Earth is where I'm currently living as an ambassador. Why am I here? Well, go to Matthew chapter six, Matthew chapter six, and I'm going to show you something that maybe you've never seen before in the Lord's prayer, in the Lord's prayer. Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray. And I want you to see one of the phrases that he tells them to pray on a daily basis. He said, uh, uh, this, is, this is how you should pray. He said, um, our Father, this is verse 9, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name or holy be your name. Your kingdom come, watch this, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the prayer of an ambassador, someone who takes the agenda of heaven and enacts it in the earth. That's what you're called to do, is now that you're a resident of heaven and an ambassador of Christ, I have the authority, the strength, and the power to take heaven's laws and enforce them in the earth. Because in other, other, you know, other than that, how would any person put their hands on a sick person's body and make them well. How do you even have the right to do that? There's no sinner. Hear what I'm saying today. There's no sinner that's not a new creation, that's not now a supernatural being that can take their hands and just touch someone's body and because they touched it, sickness has to leave that person's body. It's impossible. That, you know, you, you would laugh. You would feel like you had been gypped You'd feel like you had been completely swindled if you went into the doctor's office and then the doctor came in and said, well, what's wrong with you? Oh, you have cancer, cancerous tumors? Yeah, we saw it. We saw it in the, the uh, MRI. It, let, let, me, let me just do something to you. And then he just put two hands on your chest, waited a few seconds, said, all right, you're fine. You can go ahead and leave. You're like, what, what did you just do? No, I'm, you're good. I just touched you. I just put my hands on you. You should be fine now. No, everybody, and then you get a bill, bill in the mail for $13,000. He didn't do anything. You just put two hands on my chest. That's nothing. You didn't do a surgery. You didn't do chemotherapy. You did nothing. Even the world knows that that's nothing. That's ridiculous. That, that's foolishness. You know why? Because they've got nothing in them to transfer through their hands. Because they're still mere humans. They're mortals. But when you become a new creation a new creature in Christ Jesus, you go from being human to superhuman. 
You go from being natural to supernatural. It changes your citizenship. Now I am from heaven, living in the earth, and enacting the laws of heaven in the earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are called to synchronize. Hallelujah. I want to show you something. This will help you understand. If you've got a smartphone, you know that technology has moved fast enough now that you don't even have to plug your phone into your computer anymore to sync it. You used to have to plug your phone into your computer, sync your contacts, sync your music, you know, sync your data, your calendar, all that. You don't even have to do that anymore because now the technology is all of that information and data is in the cloud. And so you can sync your phone or your tablet to the cloud. And so here's the powerful thing about it. If I were to buy a brand new phone and it's now empty from the factory, there's nothing on the hard drive, it's empty. But once I activate it and I type in the credentials, I am now pulling down from the cloud all the data that has been stored for me. And now my phone will synchronize with what's in the cloud until what's in my phone looks identical to what's in the cloud. It is my responsibility to type in the credentials and to synchronize the data. As a believer, you are called to synchronize the data of heaven into the device of this earth. What am I doing? I've been given the credentials and the authority to pull what's true in heaven down and make it true on the earth. Before I did any syncing, this phone doesn't have any of my notes or my contacts or doesn't have any of my files or my movies or my television shows or has none of that, none of my music. There's nothing here that I want. And it's a problem for me because I can't function. But once the credentials go in, once I pull down what's true in the cloud, it becomes true on my phone. And once it becomes true on my phone, I can now benefit from what's true in the cloud. And the same thing is true here, is that when you get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you are empowered to pull down what is true in heaven and make it true on the earth. Is there any sickness in heaven? No. So you know what? Make that true on the earth. Make that true in your body. Make that true in your family. Make that true in your loved ones. How do I make it true? By synchronizing what's true in heaven and making it true on the earth. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pulling that power. Why do I have the right to do that? Because I'm not human anymore. I'm not human anymore. Neither are you. You understand, don't you, that there's no sinner that can synchronize heaven with earth. No sinner can do that. They're human. They're mortal. They'll die and be gone forever. But once you come alive with the fire of the Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus Christ, you have authority to activate what's true in heaven and synchronize it to the earth. I want you to see this with me. In John 3.31, there is a verse of scripture I touched on last night during the service. Very powerful verse of scripture. The Bible says, look at that. TJ is in the spirit today. TJ is in the Holy Ghost on the Lord's day. John 3.31, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. 
But he who comes from heaven is above all. He who comes from heaven is above all. Now, originally, this verse was talking about Jesus. This is John the Baptist exalting Christ. But after Jesus died, was buried, and was resurrected and ascended, this phrase is now true about you and true about me. Now I come from above. Now you come from above. And because we come from above, we're above all. People get mad at me because I talk about the fact that I'm not, I'm not here susceptible to the same issues as the rest of the world. I have never once in this last few weeks, and I've been flying a lot, I have never once thought to myself, my goodness, I just, I, I just need to go into speed tongues and just believe God that I won't catch the coronavirus. I have never once given it a thought, not one thought. I don't walk through the airport like this. You know, people going through with masks on, you know, but scared about what's going to happen. I don't, I don't even give it a thought, not one thought. You know why? Because those kinds of things, see, and it's all by faith and revelation. It's all by faith and revelation. Those kinds of things have to die when they touch me. They must die when they touch me. I cannot die of a disease. I cannot die of a sickness. Those things must die when they touch me. Why? Because I have a supernatural advantage that others do not have. Inside of my body is the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead. Let me explain something to you. If coronavirus or cancer or any other thing were to overtake me and kill me, it would mean that they would have to first overtake the Holy Ghost and his spirit that lives on the inside of my body. And it cannot happen. It cannot happen. The Holy Ghost that is in me is quickening my mortal body, literally quickening, making alive this physical body that you see. Today, as I walk and praise God, the Holy Ghost and his power are flowing through the organs of my body and refreshing, renewing, and rejuvenating every organ in my body, every single one. I'm new today by the fire of the Holy Ghost. There's Nathan Pimento, good to see you, love you. Understand, those things must die when they touch you. That's the kind of faith you need to have. You need to have this. That's why I'm preaching this revelation, because you can only walk in it if you know it. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You can't be set free by truth you don't know. You cannot be set free by truth you don't know. And so understand this today. You'll know the truth. My people are destroyed because they have a lack of knowledge. If you don't have knowledge of this, you can't walk in it. That's why I'm teaching it. You're not human anymore, you're superhuman. You're not natural anymore, you're supernatural. You're not from the earth anymore, you're from heaven. And he who comes from above is above all. That means you're above cancer. That means that you are above uh, AIDS. It means you're above SARS. It means you're above, I mean, anything that the enemy would try to send. You're above arthritis. You're above cataracts. You're above crippling conditions, glaucoma, COPD, anything that would touch your body, mesothelioma, you're above it. You're above it. He who comes from above is above all. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are called to synchronize the data of heaven into the earth. And that's your job. He who is from above is above all. I want you to put it in the comments. Every person that's watching, do not skip this. 
Do not miss this. I want you to write in the comments, I am above all. I am above all. Write it in the comments section right now by faith. Even if you don't feel like you're above all, you don't go by how you feel, you go by what the word of God says. Well, brother, I just don't feel like I'm above all today. You are above all, because it's not about how you feel. It's about what he made you to be. Well, I just don't feel like a Shuttlesworth today. It doesn't matter. I am a Shuttlesworth, whether I feel like one or not. Well, I just don't feel like a preacher today. It doesn't matter. I am a preacher. It's what I do. I don't go by what I feel like. I go by what the word says. Ephesians chapter two, I want you to see this. You are so far above all that the devil has no access to you. No access. The devil has no access. I want you to see this. When Jesus died, you died. When Jesus was buried, you were buried. When Jesus was resurrected, you were resurrected. When he ascended, you ascended. When he was seated next to the Father at the right hand on a throne, you were seated on a throne at the right hand of the Father. Ephesians chapter 2, keep writing it if you haven't, I'm above all. I'm above all. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and verse 6. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace have you been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ. And so I am not down here on the earth begging for help. Oh God, please send help. No, I am seated next to Christ and next to God in heavenly places in Christ. You say, well, how high are you? I'm very, very high. People use that sound bite. I hope they don't put it on YouTube. Uh, I'm very, very high. Ephesians chapter one, you go back one chapter and I'll show you how high. The Bible says this. I love this. It says, uh, verse 20, let's go with verse 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might? Verse 20, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Verse 21, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So understand something today, according to what they said about Christ, you've been seated far above, far above. Devil's not nipping at your heels. He's not right on your back. He's not right on your track. You're so far above him, he has no access to your life. Anything that would try to come near you must die in Jesus' name. Just like Jennifer gave the testimony uh, yesterday. Doctors couldn't find the cancerous tumors in her husband to even do the surgery. Why? Because the fire of God, the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead that lives in us literally destroys sickness and disease. It destroys tumors. It destroys crippling conditions. It destroys depression, anxiety, and panic attacks and suicidal thoughts. It destroys them. 
destroys them. It's a destructive force. You know, we read Proverbs and we think we're supposed to say, you know, people read Proverbs, uh, you know, chapter 18. And say, well, you know, brother, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. That shows you right there, brother, we should speak life, not death, because there's both in our mouth. And we have the, no, he gave you both to speak. He gave you the ability to speak both. I don't just speak life. I speak death. And I use it as a tool just like Jesus did and just like Paul did. You use the power to speak death. If I was praying for Jennifer's husband, I don't speak life over the cancerous tumor. I speak death to it. Just in the same way Jesus spoke death to the rebellious fig tree that was outside of the city. And he said, from this day, no man will eat from fruit from you hereafter. And the Bible says it shriveled and it died. Jesus killed a tree. Jesus killed a tree. Tell that to every tree-hugging hippie that's watching the broadcast. <laughs> Jesus killed a tree. Killed it because it was rebellious. Yeah. It was rebellious. It should have been producing fruit, and it was not producing fruit. And the Bible says in John 15, any branch that does not produce fruit will be cut off, thrown into a pile to be burned. Jesus said, you're going to rebel against my father's command to be fruitful and multiply and do what you're supposed to do in your season. If that's the case, from this day forward, nobody will eat fruit from here hereafter. And it shriveled and died. That wasn't life Jesus spoke. It was death. He spoke death. And anything that contradicts the word of almighty God must die in Jesus name. You hear what I'm saying? So brother Ted, that's strong. No, it's, it's strong because it's what God said. Anything that contradicts the mighty word of God must die in Jesus' name. What did God say about you? That you're healed by the stripes of Christ. Anything that contradicts that word over your life must die in Jesus' name. Has to die. Cancer cells must die. Must die. They cannot stay alive in your body. They can't. It is not an environment conducive to cancer cells. My body, my internal organs, my body, my blood, my lymph nodes, everything about my body is a horrible place for cancer to show up because it is extremely violent to the cancer cells that may try to attack because the spirit of God lives in my body and the spirit of God is greater than cancer and it kills cancer. So cancer cells don't come around because they don't want to die. So they don't come to my house and they don't come in my body because they would die if they did come to my body. That's how you got to talk and think. Anything that contradicts the mighty word of God must die in Jesus name. Must die. That's why the Antichrist must die. He is a direct contradiction to the word of almighty God. So he must die. Amen. That's why Satan will spend eternity in death, eternal death. Why? He's a direct contradiction to what God said. <laughs> I will sit on the throne. I'll be like the most high. I'll be. No, you won't. Pow. You're now dead. He's currently a dead man walking. He's on death row. Anything that contradicts the mighty word of God must die in Jesus name. And you have the authority to bring death to every wicked thing that tries to stand against you and your family. Supernatural things that try to come against your life. They must fall dead at your feet. You are above all. You are above all. Let me show you something Paul said that'll open your eyes. 1 Corinthians 3, where I told you we were going to go. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I love teaching this subject because so few Christians understand it, number one. And it's one of the main, I mean, if you study 
the, the teachings of Paul. This is the revelation God gave Paul for the church. He spent his entire life as a Christian writing these epistles, and they are filled with the revelation of being in Christ, through Christ, in whom, in him. You go through and study how many phrases there are like that. There are hundreds in his letters. In Christ, in whom, in him. That's called the Pauline revelation. That is the life of Christ in you. John G. Lake called it the law of life in Christ. It's what we have. You realize God so honored Paul, he gave him the ability to write close to two-thirds of the New Testament. Two-thirds almost. This is one man who God, the Holy Spirit, inspired to write two-thirds almost of the New Testament. That's serious. And look at what those two-thirds consist of. This message that you're no longer who you used to be. You're in Christ. You're a new creature. You're in heavenly places. You're far above all. You understand? Have access to the name that's above every name. It's what Paul taught to every church. Every church. And he was frustrated. Watch this. He was frustrated with the churches he couldn't teach it to, like the Corinthians. And I'm going to show you that right now in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He wanted to teach them this stuff and couldn't because they were so carnal and immature. So let's start with verse 1 of, of uh, 1 Corinthians 3. Look at this. He said, but I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people. Oh, hold on, stop there. What is he saying? Even though you are spiritual people, I can't talk to you like you are. Because you won't mature in the spiritual things you have. I want to talk to you as spiritual people, but I can't. Look, I have to talk to you as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. Verse 2, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you're not ready. He's still ticked off. I've been feeding you with milk, and you're still not growing, and you're still not ready to hear what i got to say. Look at verse 3. This is what's going to open your eyes. For you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? He's questioning them. Why are you behaving in only a human way? You know what he's saying? You're not human. So why are you acting like a human? Let me read it to you in another translation. Listen to this. Uh, New International. You're still worldly. For since there's jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? What's he saying? Yeah. Stop acting like mere humans because you're not mere humans. You're supernatural people. Act like supernatural people. And allow me to take you deeper into this revelation that you are in Christ. You're not a human anymore. You're superhuman. You're not a resident of this world anymore. You're a resident of heaven. And you're only here on loan from God as an ambassador to do what you've been called to do. That's who you are. That's who you are. I want you to put it in the comments. I'm not merely human. I'm not merely human. Put that in the comment section. I am not merely human. No. No, I'm not. I'm going to read you another verse of scripture here from 1 John. Put it in the comments. I'm not merely human. No, you're superhuman. And you're supernatural. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us supernatural virtue in our bodies. Thank you for turning us into supernatural people. Thank you for making us like God. 
This is a message that offends people. I'm going to write a book soon that's called Blood, Wind, and Fire, How Christ Turned Men into Gods. And it'll shake feathers. People will get their... They'll be upset. But I'm going to let them be upset because it's the word. The three elements that make you like God, the blood, wind, and fire, the blood of Jesus, the wind of the Holy Ghost, and the, uh, and, or the, the wind of the Spirit, which is the breath of God, and the fire of the Holy Ghost. Those three things make you like God. He sent them to you to make you like him. Let me ask you a question. How can you be in Christ, a part of Christ, and not be God like Christ? Explain that to me. Explain that to me. I'm Ted. If my finger is attached to my body, my finger is also Ted. It is a Shuttlesworth. It is also qualified to receive any blessing that's afforded to the Shuttlesworth family. Any inheritance that's left to me by a grandfather, grandmother in the Shuttlesworth family, a father, a mother in the Shuttlesworth family, this pinky is also qualified to receive that inheritance because it's connected to my body and I am Ted Shuttlesworth. You understand that? If we were, let me give you a real, make it even, even uh, plainer to see. If we were <laughs> playing hide and seek and uh, I was standing behind the door and I kept just holding the door but my pinky kept coming around the door. People said, oh, there's Ted right there. Ted's right there. I see his, his pinky coming through the door. That's Ted. Ted's behind the door. Yeah. You don't say, well, you know, I don't know who that pinky is, but I think Ted's behind the door. You know, well, that pinky, you know, his pinky's Richard. I know I've, I've met his pinky before. His, pink, his pinky's Richard, but there's Richard the pinky, but Ted's behind the door. No, it's part of me. And because it's part of me, it is me. And because it is me, it gets to have what I have. And because it has what I have, it, every inheritance that comes to me comes to the pinky. So explain to me how I can be attached to Christ. Explain to me how I am now part of his actual body, his actual body. And he's the head and I'm part of his actual body. How can I be him and not be God? I don't say that because humans take the worship of God. We don't worship humans. But the inheritance of God is transferred to the body of Christ. The power of God is transferred to the body of Christ. Why are you able to lay your hands on the sick and watch them and watch them recover? Why are you able to cast out devils? Why are you able to raise the dead because you're part of his body and the same power that's in the head is in the body? That means you're connected to him, you are him. That is what Paul was teaching. You're not just connected to him, you are him. That's what, mean, what it means to be united with Christ. If you're united, it's like when you were a kid. You remember when you were a little kid and you used to have a best friend and you'd say, we're like this. You'd put your two fingers together and say, we're like this. That's not you and Christ. You and Christ are not like this. You're like this. You're one and the same. You're one and the same. How can I be a part of his body and not be him? You are him. That's why his power's in you. That's why the Holy Ghost is now allowed to live in you. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> the Bible teaches, Jesus said, 
I cannot give you the Holy Spirit now because I can't put new wine into old wine skins. You realize what he actually said it this way. If you put new wine, which will expand, by the way, into old wine skins, they will burst. You'll destroy the actual skin, the vessel that holds the wine. You'll destroy it. And so I can't put new wine into old. He was talking about their unregenerated physical bodies. He said, if I pour the Holy Ghost out on you right now and let him fill you with an unregenerated state before being a new creature in Christ, he will blow your body up. Your body cannot handle the glory of Almighty God in the form of the Holy Spirit. Can't handle it. So what did he have to do? Shed his blood, rise from the dead, ascend into heaven, and sit down on a throne and give you the ability to believe upon his name, accept his redemptive sacrifice, and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now that you are, guess what you are? A new wineskin. Now I can hold new wine because I'm a new wine skin. I won't burst now because I've been regenerated. And so now I am in the body of Christ. So now that I am Christ, watch this. If the Holy Spirit is poured out and fills me, he's not going to destroy Christ. The Holy Spirit can't destroy Christ. They work together. So now that I am Christ, I can hold the Holy Spirit in my body. Because I've been regenerated. I went to Europe not long ago. And when I went to Europe, I knew you had to get adapter plugs because their plugs over there are different than ours. And I bought this really awesome new uh, steamer for my suits, just a handheld steamer off Amazon. And that thing was small, could be packed, it was awesome. And I had to go to a, a wedding or something over in Europe, so I bought that. And I had that thing with me, filled it up with water. Well, it's got an American plug on it. So I plugged it into that adapter and then plugged it into the wall because their power is different in Europe than it is in the States. It's a different voltage even. And so I plugged it into that wall and I started steaming my suit. I had the ability to plug into their wall because I had the adapter. And so I'm, I'm steaming my suit and I was like, dang, this is the first time I used it. I was like, this thing is powerful. It was like, it was blowing like a heavy duty waterfall. It's blowing all over myself. I was like, this thing is serious, like a little handgun. It's like, and all of a sudden, it stopped shooting water, started shooting flames. It was like, it was like, a, like a mini little blowtorch. It was insane, like blowing flames out. I had to like pull it out of the wall. What the heck is going on? And then I realized what I did. I bought an adapter, but I didn't buy a converter. You can't just have an adapter and plug that plug into voltage that the device can't handle. The adapter takes the power transforms it into a way that can be used by the device and delivers it to the device so that it can be functional. And if you would have plugged into the power of the Holy Ghost without the converter, which is the blood of Jesus, the Holy Ghost would have fried your body where you stood. You can't handle the Holy Ghost as an unregenerated being. But the blood of Jesus, the ability to become a new creation, is the conversion kit that allows you to take heavenly power and transform it through the blood and come into this device of my body to make it functional and be able to use the power instead of be destroyed by the power. And that's what the blood of Jesus does. It turns you from an old device into a new device, a device that can handle the power and use the power. 
And that's who you are. Listen to 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. You see that? Our faith. So by faith in Christ, we now come from above and we overcome the world. Anything that's of the world, we overcome. Hallelujah. We overcome. We overcome. Write it in the comments. I overcome. I overcome. Let me show you one more. 1 Corinthians 15. I always overcome. I don't lose. I can't lose. I'm from above. I'm above all. I overcome the world because of my faith. I overcome the world because of my faith. One of my favorite verses here. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thanks be unto God, who always, not sometimes, not if it's the right season, like you hear these guys preaching on television, I just feel it's a season of victory, brother. We're, we're stepping into a season of victory. What were you in before? Would God have you in a season of defeat? I don't understand people. Pastor Brian, I don't get it. What are you in a season of defeat until God brings you into a season of victory? Well, I'm just in a waiting season, brother. Why has God got you waiting? He's already paid it all. He's already done everything. What are you waiting on? Well, we're brother, we're just in a, right now we're just in a holding pattern. Amen. Hallelujah. God's got us in a holding pattern. What's the scripture verse on that? <laughs> well, brother, he's got us in a holding pattern right now. Oh, really? Is God the FAA? Is God in a control tower holding your plane on the runway? He's just got us in a holding pattern, brother, right now. We're just in a moment of reflection. What the heck does that mean? We're in a moment of reflection? In a holding pattern? You hear people say this stupid stuff. It makes no biblical sense. God didn't tell anybody in the New Testament to wait. The only time they were to wait was in Jerusalem for the coming of the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost was poured out, there was no more waiting. It was G-O, go. Go. That's it. He said, don't preach anymore in my name. Don't cast, don't do anything until you are endued with power from on high. But after you get that power, go, go, go. It's green lights. It's all green lights. It's increase until Jesus comes. It is. We don't lose. We come from above. We're above all. We overcome the world because of our faith. Now, I don't know what people are talking about, but that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. You are a new, you're no longer human. You are not human anymore. You are supernatural. You're more of an alien than you are a human because you come from another place. You come from another place. And so that's who you are today. Don't think of yourself, well, brother, you know, we're all, this is the kind of stupid stuff that religious thinking gets into people so they can't operate in power. They say stuff like this. Well, brother, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Where's that in the Bible? He didn't call you that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He didn't say, uh, you know, if any man be in Christ, he's a sinner saved by grace. No, that's not what it says. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And old things are dead and gone. And all things, I like that it uses the word in King James, and behold. You know what that means? Take a look. Take a look. They used to say, behold. You know, we don't say that anymore. Unless you're in like a Shakespearean play. 
Behold, hark. You know, but all that means is take a look. Behold. You know what he's saying? Take a look. Examine your life. All things have become new. Yeah. Hallelujah. All things have been made new. That's your story. That's your life. Don't let the devil make you feel guilty about who you used to be. Don't let him make you feel like insecure and uh, like you're out of position. God doesn't want to hear from you and he's mad at you. And that's not in the word. Come boldly before the throne of grace, Hebrews 4, 16, that you may be, obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. Boldly, you got to stand boldly before God, knowing you're one of his ambassadors. You're from above. You're above all. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's made you worthy to receive his blessings. And you can stand before the throne and say, God, I need your help and intervention now. And guess what? First Peter said, first chapter three and verse 12, his he's watching over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Just as we gave Jennifer's testimony, it'll be your story too. Tyler, it'll be the story for your wife. It'll be the story for the believers that are faithful, that are listening, that step out on faith and believe God's word is true over every report of this world. And I want to take the end of this broadcast to pray for every person that's watching because I know people need miracles. And so we're going to believe God right now for supernatural things to take place in your life. Father, in Jesus' name, speak to every man, speak to every woman. Today, I ask you to give them an instruction. Put them on a new plane. Father, if they felt like they're unworthy, I pray that today's revelation of your word snapped them into the understanding they're new creations. They're not merely human. They're supernatural beings. Instruct them by your spirit. Lead them through your word and show them even greater things. Let a spirit of wisdom and revelation come upon your people. Show them the hope of their glorious calling. Use them mightily. I pray, Lord, that 2020, as we've been confessing, would be their year of violent increase, expedited favor in Jesus' name. Violent increase, expedited favor for their, those that have businesses. Lord, because they honor you, let their businesses increase. Those that are working uh, with the sick and the dying, Lord, let healing be in their hands as they step out in faith. Let this be a year where you move upon your people in a supernatural way. I thank you, Lord and give you glory for the miracles that are taking place. I love you, Lord, and we love your people. Touch them by your power today. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. If you receive that prayer, throw some hands in the comments section, shout amen, and believe it with me. Amen simply means let it be unto me. So be it unto me. If you receive it, let us know that you receive it. Let me encourage you today. It's an important day to sow seed into the kingdom of God. Take, don't just take what you heard, take what you heard, step out in faith and say, it's going to be me in Jesus name. And I will walk in the greater in this year more than I ever have before. You see the instructions on your screen. There's many people that are connecting with this ministry. Pray to be one of them. If you've never partnered with us before, step out in faith and become a partner. Let me tell you what God will do. He'll put seed in your hand to do it. Say, so, well, brother, I'd love to partner with you, but I just don't have the money right now to do it. Let me tell you something. There was a woman that's watching. Her name's Letty, and she's from Massachusetts. She could not partner with us at $85 a month either. But she said, I feel to start at $10 a week. And so she started at $10 a week. You know what she's doing now? She's standing with us at $200 a month. It's her own testimony. She know, you know what she found out firsthand? God gives seed to the sower. And so if you're believing for souls to be saved like I am, if you're believing for people to receive miracles in this final generation like me and Carolyn are, stand with us and believe. Sow a seed by faith. You can do so at miracleword.com. 
you can click on the Give page or step out in faith and partner with us. Click that button that says Partner. Fill out the form and stand with us every single month as we're seeing this harvest reaped by the power of God. If you like to use an app to give, we, we are using PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo now. Venmo's been recently added because we know a lot of people are using that. Uh, the PayPal information's on the screen. Cash App and Venmo are both the same username, MWGive, MWGive. You can find us on Venmo and Cash App with that username. And then, of course, if you're on Periscope or Facebook, you can use hashtag donate in the comments section, and you can sow a seed right in the comments. And I say thank you for doing that. If you'd like to mail a check and sit down at a desk and find a pen somewhere in your house, because you can never find a pen when you need one, pull out a check and waste the paper, write it out, put it into an envelope with a stamp, and somehow trust that the U.S. Postal Service is going to be faithful enough to their job to actually get that piece of mail to the place you want it to go, then we can receive it, open the envelope, and take it to the bank, who will then take more time to actually make those funds available for the preaching of the gospel. You're welcome to do that. And the address is on the website, miracleword.com. It's in the footer. You can sew uh, that way. Make your checks payable to Miracle Word Ministries, and the address is on the website on every page at the footer, the very bottom of the page. For every person that's sewing this month, $100 or more, we're going to send you this book. I consider it to be the greatest book ever written on fasting and prayer. It's called God's Chosen Fast by Arthur Wallace, and it is phenomenal. It's been in my library for years, uh, and I love it. It's got so much revelation on fasting and prayer that we need as believers because God instructed us to fast and pray through Christ. We are instructed to fast and pray. This will open your eyes to show you supernatural benefits, what can, what can happen when you do. And so for every person uh, sowing 100 or more, we're going to send you this book. If you'd like to claim this offer, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer and let us know in the drop down how you sowed your seed and give us your address. The reason we ask you to do that is because apps like Cash App and Venmo and uh, different ones, they don't provide us with your mailing address. And so if you sowed via one of those ways and you sowed $100 or more this month, please fill out that form to let us know you want the book and that uh, you give us the information to quickly send it to you as well. And I appreciate you doing that. For every person that sows 1000 or more this month, we're going to not only send you this book, but also a genuine leather New Living Translation Bible. And uh, these Bibles just came in. They look beautiful. They're very well put together. But let me talk to you about it. Uh, you can give me the camera, Barrett. This new Bible is the Life Application Study Bible by Tyndale, the New Living Translation. And it is a beautiful, genuine leather, black Bible. Uh, it's got tabs for the books on the side, but it is filled with notes. It is filled with study notes. It's a study Bible. And, you know, it was hard for, first of all, it was kind of hard for us to get our hands on them because they told us so few people are buying genuine leather Bibles anymore because obviously it is more expensive to buy a genuine leather Bible, but these things are beautiful. And I, I love to have a genuine leather Bible. It's what I carry with me. I can't remember if this is calfskin or goatskin, but this is beautiful. Either a calf or a goat was slaughtered so that I could have the Word of God wrapped in a buttery, genuine leather. And uh, I thank God for that. 
Um, <laughs> and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to bless you with a genuine leather New Living Translation Life Application Study Bible uh, to say thank you, as well as sending you the book for every person that sews $1,000 or more. And then, of course, don't forget, if you're just now logging on or if you came in halfway through, that the new course, Mountain Moving Faith, is available. And there's only like four or five days left to use the discount code uh, Faith Launch to get 15% off of the course until February the 1st. Um, you'll get about a little bit more than $10 off this course. It's five plus hours of teaching on the subject of mountain moving faith at miraclewordu.com, the letter U. And uh, this will really, really put you in position to do what God's called you to do. And uh, I encourage you to check out the other courses we have in the school as well. These online courses are very, very easy to take. You can watch them on your phone, tablet, laptop, uh, at your leisure. There's no start date. There's no end date. You can do it at your own pace and literally download it and have lifetime access um, to hours and hours and hours of teaching that'll build your faith. And it's extremely cheap. We make them affordable so that pe people at any level can get involved. All of our courses are only $69 a piece for over five hours of teaching in each course. So it's very affordable and we want you to get involved. I love you guys so much. We're going to be back tonight. Kickstart 2020. We're here in Albemarle, North Carolina uh, at Boomerang Church. Pastor Brian and Nicole Wright and the team. Tonight at 6.30 p.m. We'll be live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Friendster, MySpace, Tumblr, Tinder, Grindr, whatever else that we can What else we can find? Uh, maybe not Grindr, but, <laughs> but it'll be good. Napster, whatever else we can find. And um, we, we, we encourage you guys to join us. If you can get to North Carolina uh, at all. Oh, yeah, Kimberly, she said she did the bundle of courses. That's all four courses at 28% off for only $199. That's like getting a course for free. Kimberly said, I just went in and bought the bundle of courses. You're welcome. I know you'll enjoy it. And so uh, we'll be back tonight, 6.30 p.m. That's Eastern time, uh, and we want to see you online. If you can make it to Albemarle, uh, just if you don't know where Albemarle, North Carolina is, it's just outside of Charlotte. So travel to Charlotte and then keep driving until there's no more paved roads. Turn on, turn on to the gravel road, and when the gravel ends and you get to the dirt road, then keep going about another 20 miles, and you will see um, just several animals. Follow the animals because they know where the water is. And the next to where the water is, the church is built. And it'll be a great blessing to you. Now, all the details, all the details are on MiracleWord.com. You can get the address. We're here in a beautiful building that Pastor Brian and Nicole were blessed with. Literally, this is a miracle that we're sitting in today. And uh, it's, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And so we want to see you. And if we can't see you in person, we'd love to see you online. I love you guys so much. Have a powerful day. I'll see you again tonight, and then we'll be back again tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Love you guys so much. Be blessed. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.